Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode of the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. And guys, today's guest is an absolute superstar. He is a Fitness Australia's Educator of the Year, an online course creator, a best-selling author, and the host of the Fitness Education Online Podcast. Please welcome to the show, Jono Petrohelios. Dude, did I get that Samuel, right? Samuel, perfect pronunciation. <laughs> are you are you Greek? Are you Samuel? No, sir. Dude, I I yeah. could feel that word okay. coming up, and I was getting more and more nervous trying to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's the thing with podcasts, right? You get people all over the world. Yeah. Uh, me being Greek Australian, you know, a lot of people get that wrong, and it's it's funny. I'll tell you a quick story, Samuel. So, my, my as you can probably tell by my accent, I'm from Australia. Mm-hmm. My first name. Very Australian, John O or, John o. or John. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, over here, you go. I go everywhere. What's your name? John, easy. John O, easy. What's your surname? Petrohilos. How do you spell it? You know, the amount of times I've had to spell my surname <laughs> over here is crazy. But what's funny is in Greece, it's the exact opposite. They're like, "What's your name?" I'm like, "John Petrohilos." They're like, "Oh yeah, Petrohilos, easy." John, how do you spell John? <laughs> <laughs> That's a culture clash, right? Dude, I got I got the easiest name to spell. It's only three letters, so yeah, I uh, yeah. Well, well, this is the thing. I I got excited when I I got your invite. I was like, oh, Sam Smith, the singer. This is gonna be awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> man, that poor fella. It's even better. It's even better than the singer. I think he's all kind of confused. The poor lad. He's he's a good singer though. I'll give him that. But uh, yeah, that I I had to add my Samuel back to my name. And you know, one of the things I keep saying, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna claim my name back. But uh, it'd be a lot of work to uh, to outrank him as uh, as the number one Sam Smith that came up in searches. Yeah, <laughs> well, could, could could be worse. I've got a, a friend over here, uh, Sam, an Indian guy. Mm-hmm. His name's Arun Sharma. Right. You try to type him in on Facebook, there's about a billion <laughs> Sharmas that come up. It took me so long to, to find him as a friend, so could be worse. I, I, I have an Indian buddy, and his, his name is MP. I can't even pronounce his name. I couldn't find him on Facebook. He had to, he had to come and find me. It, it, it's, oh, anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Who, who are you, and why are you on the show, dude? Like, I mean, man, you have such an impressive resume. Uh, I don't even know where to start. And, and, you know, I know you've had such a long, varied career to get to where you are now. Um, let's just pick over the best bits. Uh, tell us a little bit, Jono, about y- your upbringing first and, and how you got started in business, and then we can kind of build on it and go from there, mate. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, for sure. What? Are, what? Are th- uh, is it okay, Sam, if I maybe just start with the end point, like the very end? You can start so wherever you Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Start wherever you want, pal. Awesome. Like, cool, cool. So simplified version, what I do now, my main business, Fitness Education Online, it's online courses for mm-hmm. fitness professionals. Right, right. right. Very, very successful business. Does about a million dollars a year in revenue, Sam, mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm pretty happy with. And online yeah. courses as well. There's no coaching. It's it's pretty passive, right? It's kind of hands-off uh, now, yeah? Very hands-off, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, it's it's not just a revenue thing. Like, money is nice. I like money. But I'm very proud of the courses as well. You mentioned in the intro. Mm-hmm. Um, I've now won that award multiple times, the, the Fitness Educator of, oh, the, yeah. of Australia. So it's you know, it's pretty cool. So I'm happy that it's doing well financially. It's it's well recognized. Right. right. Um, but it wasn't quite as simple as you know, <laughs> create a course and you know make all this money and and you know um, win all these awards. So I'll, I'll kind of go back and share where it started because I think that'll mm-hmm. fit in well 
with the theme of the show, small business surgeon, small business surgeon, uh, you know, the things that went wrong. So <laughs> as you might, ex- yeah. you guys, sorry, you're going to say something? No, I was just, I was just laughing. The things that go wrong. I think, you know, a lot of people lose sight of the fact that success is just built on a bunch of stuff that goes wrong that turns into a foundation that stubborn people just refuse to give up on, you know? Yeah. Well, one of, one of, one of my favorite quotes that helped me off early, I can't remember it exactly, but it was something along the lines of, I never lose. I either win or I learn. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I heard that, like my business just catapulted because it was like, all right, I'm going to try something. If it doesn't work, I didn't lose. I'm not a failure. I'm not an idiot. I just found out, okay, that didn't work. <laughs> How can I tweak it and do it differently the next time? And with and, and the amount of times were like just a subtle change I did, and then it springboarded. And also the amount of times where I did two or three subtle changes and it didn't work. That's okay as well. I know that it doesn't work. I can cross it off the box and move on to the next one. Yeah, but like you've got... You've got about the same amount of gray hair in your beard as I have in mine, you know, and we know now from experience of failure what comes on the other side of it. It's very difficult for young entrepreneurs to know really if if they're messing up. So when you were a young entrepreneur, talk to me about how you actually got into being in business for yourself. And let's let's look at some of the mistakes you made on the way. Awesome. What was it like starting out? Yeah, well, I had no dreams of being an entrepreneur, very traditional upbringing. My dad's a a high school maths teacher. My mom's a psychologist, both university educated, uh, both very intelligent people. Mm -hmm. Uh, And growing up, it was like, hey, you know, you want to be successful. You got to be a doctor. You got to be a lawyer. You got to be an accountant. You got to be a dentist. And I was okay academically, but but not amazing. I went to university. I was more sporty. So I did a degree in health and exercise science, finished university, got a job in a gym, uh, not very highly paid. So it was minimum wage at the right, time. This right. has gone back 10 years, maybe $40,000 a year or, or something like that, which mm-hmm. in Australia doesn't get you very far. No, no. And yeah, and I, I went, I was doing it for a couple of years, went to the bank to to get a, I was about time I get a home loan, went to the bank and they were like, yeah, look, we can't give you a loan. And I was like, ah, oh, what, I got to save up more money? They're like, nah, you got to earn more money. Ooh, <laughs> I was like, oh, ouch. no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, went looking for other jobs and an opportunity came up on a website and said something like, you know, most of our personal trainers make $70,000 a year working five hours a day. And I was like, what? Sorry, five hours a week. Oh, what? And I was like, I was like, what? I'm not, I'm making half of that 40 hours a week. Let me, let me put my details in. And it was essentially a, a, a franchise type model right. where they would do some of the sales and marketing. You would run the boot camp, and it was a 50, 50 split kind of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I did that and, you know, managed to fluke the job somehow because my, my thing looked good on paper. Uh, but I, And it was a, a boot camp franchise, but wasn't very good at it, Samuel. There well, was you, 70. Yeah, sorry, you go. You were just handling the, the fulfillment, right? You had somebody helping with, with the marketing side of things and that? Or was... Pretty much. Yeah, right. pretty much. Pretty much, right? Uh, obviously, it would help if I did some of the, the, the right. marketing as well. Yeah, uh, And also sure. the sales was on me too. It's kind of like they would get the leads. It would oh, be my okay. job to to close the leads, mm-hmm. to run the session, do the fulfillment. And it was a 12-week challenge. So the whole goal was like, look, we'll get your leads. You get them registered for this first 12-week challenge. It's then your job to give them an amazing experience so they come back to the next one. And then you can just keep building your business. Sky's the limit, right? Now, that, I mean, that makes good thing. That makes sense in my head. Like how did how did it how did it play out? Because I mean, sitting here, that if I'm a 
you know, if I'm a young kid, personal trainer, it sounds yeah. like a really good deal. It oh, Well, this is the thing. I'll tell you a couple things, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, there were 75 different locations all across Australia and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And you were ranked how good you were. Right. One to 75. One being the best, 75 being the worst. Based on your retention, how many of those people came back for the, the next on, challenge? On retention. Okay, yeah. Yep, exactly. Now, take a guess what I was ranked starting off, Samuel, after the first 12 weeks. I mean, it's going to be one or the other. We're going to be 75 <laughs> or one. I'm, I'm not I'm not sure. Like, looking at your resume, I'd say one, but but judging by the laugh on your face, I'd say 75. 75, right? I wow. was dead last. Yeah. What? And I knew 74. 74 was not a good trainer, Sam. It's not like they were, you know, they were all um, Arnold what? Schwarzeneggers and Ronnie Coleman's. Like, I was ranked dead last. What? How did how did that feel? Not great, you know. Like, <laughs> and it and Sam, it wasn't like you know a lot of people have confidence issues. Oh, I don't think I'm good. This and that. It was it wasn't a it was statistically proven. I would log onto the website and there mm-hmm. was a pie graph telling me how bad I was. Like <laughs> that's, that's how you know you suck, right? If there's a pie graph telling you how bad you are. So wow. and I don't even th- I don't even think it'd be allowed in today's world, you know, with like everyone's a winner and participation awards. <laughs> oh no, but- we'd we'd make it happen. We'd make it happen. <laughs> so seventy five, right? Right. Um but I loved what I did and I didn't want to stop doing it. And at the end of the year, there was like a kind of conference where all mm-hmm. different 75 franchise owners met up in the Gold Coast. And I had to have a meeting with the franchise owners off the bat. And they were like, Jono, you know, you're coming 75th. You're a nice guy, but, you know, you're not that great at running the boot camp. What's going on? And I basically came up with every excuse in the book. I'm like, oh, it's not my fault. There's all this competition. There's so many gyms in my area. There's online personal trainers opening up. There's social media influencers. This gym's opening up for like $5 a week. You know, it's too much competition. Uh, And then on top of that, like you guys are meant to be doing my sales and marketing, right? You're hardly getting me any leads. The leads that you are getting aren't good. You really really did suck, huh? (laughs) I I remember I blamed the weather, Samuel. Right. I'm like, I live in Sydney. You guys live in the Gold Coast. It's good weather. It's sunny all the time there. I can't run a boot camp in, in Sydney. I Literally every excuse in the book. The government I probably blamed, you know, blame, probably made up a few as well. Mm-hmm. And they were like, this was like a five-minute rant I went on. And they were like, all right, Jono, we got some good news and we got some bad news. <laughs> the bad news is as a boot camp instructor, you suck. You're coming 75th. You've seen the pie chart. Right. The good news is, however, you can do something about it. Because at the moment, you're sitting here blaming everybody else but yourself. Maybe it's not the competition's fault that you suck. Maybe it's it's your fault that you haven't done enough to be better than the competition. What conferences have you been to? What courses have you done? What workshops have you been to to be a better personal trainer? And I was like, oh, I thought you just had to do the initial <laughs> stuff and and that was it. And they're like, if, if you do the initial, if you if all you do is the bare minimum, of course you're going to be down the bottom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. No, like, and also you're blaming us for the the sales and marketing. Okay, is it is it the fact that our leads are bad, or is it the fact that you suck at sales? What sales training have you done? What sales books have you read? What um, business coaches have you hired? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, there's actually a skill behind sales. Oh and yeah. Like, and also, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, also, if, if our marketing sucks, why don't you just go out and do some of your own? And I was like, that's a good point. Yeah. And they were like, the weather. They're like, the weather. They're like, Jono, you can hire out like a school hall or, or a church hall for like 20 bucks for $20. 
You can solve your biggest problem for $20, but you're sitting here blaming everybody else but yourself. They're like, look, your physician's safe, but here's some advice. Instead of blaming everyone else but yourself, actually do something about it. For these next 12 months, uh, if, if something comes up and you're like, all right, this is a problem, instead of complaining and, and blaming, do something about it. Do a course in it. Get better in it. And they kind of showed me this graph. I don't know if you've seen it like above the line, below the line, and above the line is like accountability and responsibility. Anyway, it's, it's kind of like Tony Robbins kind of thing. But anyway, it was like a, it's basically saying take responsibility for your life, right? Right, right. And I, and I, I took that on board and I was like, all right, you know, I got back from this conference and I was like, okay, well, first thing I got to do is be a better bootcamp instructor. How can I be a better bootcamp instructor? Googled for like courses because over here, everywhere in the world, there's like, courses you can do as a personal trainer to right. become better at what you do. Right, right. right. Kettlebell courses, you know, like, weightlifting courses. What are they like? Industry, industry certifications, right? Exactly, exactly, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I run a boot camp. Let me go and do a boot camp one. Did a boot camp course, paid three, four hundred bucks, something like that. And it was great. You know, the strategies I learned were amazing. I, I picked up a few new clients from it. I retained a few new clients from it. I saved some time from it. And I probably got a three, four times ROI. It was like mm -hmm. I paid three hundred bucks, three, four hundred bucks for the course. Got to um, that was probably the cost of a client for me at the time. Right, you know, each right. client paid about three, four hundred bucks for the twelve week challenge that that I would get. Mm -hmm. So it was like I did this course, paid that, and directly as a result made a three times ROI. It's great. Let me do another one of these courses. Yep. So I booked <laughs> another one straight away, and then the same kind of thing happened. And I was, I'm just going to keep doing these courses for everything I pay. I, I'm getting more back. That's how it now, works, pal. That's how it works. Exactly. Exactly. And this is back in 2014. So online courses weren't a big thing. So I was, I was limited to the courses that were running Sydney. It was maybe one every 12 weeks. So I do, mm -hmm. you know, four or five courses within a year. But I was like, I need to do more of this stuff. So I read books. I watched YouTube videos. I, I had a business coach. I, you know, participated in other trainers' classes. I got a personal trainer. Like any single thing I could do to get better, I did it. Fast forward 12 months time, went back to that conference again. Now, what was I ranked, Sam? 74. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be Love willing it. to bet it was number one. I'd be willing to bet it was a one there. Bang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one. So I went from 75 to one, went from 20 clients to 100 clients. Uh, same thing again the, the year later. Right, grew what did, again. What did your bosses say, dude? What did what did the guys that had like pushed you say? Were they were they proud of that or? Um, you know what they were, but I didn't really, at that stage, I didn't really need it because I was just so, I was so driven, you know, and it's like, yeah, it's like they, they kind of didn't, I feel like they didn't even, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, there, there was, it was just like a really good connection. Like I respect those people so much now and we're really, right. really good um, friends, mm -hmm. but there was so much like they didn't kind of claim it and be like hey we told you so you know they didn't like <laughs> no no with... so were they proud of you like yeah look look how good Jono did look what he did in a year i yeah, yeah. Not, you know what? not so much um those there, motherfuckers there man I would, I did. <laughs> but, but but you know what i didn't care sam i was just so and maybe they saw that they're like this guy doesn't need you know any any i can see stuff it by the us. look on your face just the joy on your face as you're retelling the story tells me enough dude like it's great yeah <laughs> yeah 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 so you know did that and then uh, opened up a second location and you know was was successful at that mm -hmm. the franchise closed down i kept running the boot camp worked worked really well and then what was happening at the time as well is, is 
with uh, I'd always go to these courses mm-hmm. and I'd always learn something. Yeah. But kind of the better I got, the less I would learn. It's kind of how life works. Yeah. Right? You start off, and, you know, and then nothing. You, you go <laughs> and you go to these things and you end up contributing. Like you're the guy yeah, giving. Yeah. yeah. The, it, that, that's the, exactly the pendulum what swings, you know. Exactly. And that's mm-hmm. what would happen. I would go to these things and, and I'd I'd be able to give insights, mm-hmm. in my opinion, better than what the, the people taking the course were. And that kind of gave me confidence. I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? Maybe I could put one of these things together. You know, like I, I think I've got the skill set and um, yeah, long story short, put it together. And there's a whole nother <laughs> story around that there, but simplified version. That's how I, I got started there. Um, you know, put the course together. That's got its own kind of struggle story, but simplified version. That's how I started off. Right. That's how the business, the, the online business started there. So it was just you thinking, man, I've been to enough of these seminars that I could produce my own seminar. It was just that, just that thought. It, it was a couple things. It was, it was, I was reading the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. Have you read that book? Yeah. Man, don't, don't quiz me on it. I think I read it, it was almost 20 years ago when I read it. So don't, no quizzes. When you were five? You read it when you were five? Is that is that? I'm 42, <laughs> mate. <laughs> now, one the same. Well, I think I read it. Yeah, exactly. 20 About years, 20 years. Was, I, I was big into uh, into trying to buy houses with no money down, and I did. I did for for many oh, years. Nice. And it, it was one of those books that was around in the early 2000s. There, there wasn't a whole lot of them, and, and Rich Dad Poor Dad was. Uh, it had become quite popular. I, I remember it yeah. from. The, it, I read it in the early 2000s. And I've probably read it twice since, but don't quiz me on it. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, I think that was one of the books that my mentors recommended. They're like, mm-hmm. hey, he's a, he's a bunch of books. You know, go and read this one. And he speaks a lot about passive income in there. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I was like, hold on. Like, yeah. And it was also a big difference between like, and there's another book as well. I don't know if you've read, what's the name of it? Um, I can't remember now. But like the difference between being a, a, pra- a sole trader or yeah. a solopreneur as it's mm-hmm. called to now. And like a, a business owner, I, yeah. I thought of myself as a business owner, but here I was like actually doing the fulfillment as well. So mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not really doing it. And the, and the a lot of the, I think what Rich Dad, Poor Dad kind of says is it's only a business if it works without you in there. That's correct. If yeah. You're still working there. It's not really a business. You're, mm-hmm. you're technically it's a business, but it's not, not what we want to do. You just own a job. And I was like, okay, what are some other forms there? And that's what kind of got me thinking. I was like, all right, you know, um, what's the way I can do passive income? And that's why I went down the online pathway. Yeah. Because back in those days, Sam, online wasn't as big. And all the courses or most of the courses I were going to were actual face-to-face workshops. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I I remember. Yeah. I was was tossing that up, especially in the fitness industry, right? Back in those days, you can't teach someone how to use kettlebells online. Yeah. That was some (laughs) of the mindset. But I was just thinking of it. No, you go. You're going to say something? Oh, I I remember doing the same because I, at the time I was in the oil and gas industry and I wanted all of these certifications. And the only way to get certified was to go to in-person classes, sit there for two days and then take the test at the end and get the certification from it. You know, you could, it wasn't like it is now where you just, you know, pay 500 bucks and boom, I can go, go at my own pace and learn, man. That's exactly it. And Mm -hmm. that, and I got in at just the right time. Right. Because it was exactly like that. And then I was looking at it when I was putting this course together, it was me and a business partner at this time as well. Shout out Travis, if you're listening. Um, So what happened is like, well, maybe I think it was a bit more. Either way, we were tossing up and it's like, okay, we're going to do it. If we do it face to face, I'll just stay my perspective. I was like, all right, I can do this thing face to face, but I'm working my butt off mm-hmm. on running this boot camp anyway. I'm doing it Monday to Saturday. I'm up early morning. You can't I'm scale it. Monday. It's all you. 
There's, there's exactly. no way. There's no way to get bigger without doing, you know, running your wheels off. Exactly. And I was like, okay, if I do this face to, if I do this workshop face to face, now I'm going to have to work Sundays, right? On top of that, and then mm -hmm. I'm like, now I got to find a venue, and I got to pay for the mm -hmm. venue, and then what if I do it and no one comes? You know, then I've lost money on the venue, or you know, mm -hmm. worse still, what if I do it and only one person comes? Then I actually have to run the workshop for for one person. You know, even worse. Hey, so just. Like, Let me the, the show must go on, man. It doesn't matter who shows up. You perform. Exactly. Right you perform. Exactly. So I was like, all right, you know, I got to, I don't want to do this face. To, I don't want to do these workshops face to face. Can mm -hmm. I do it online? And I was like, all right, let me have a look online. Found a website person. They were like, yep, you can host it on your website. It's going to be 20 grand. And I was like, oh, don't have 20 grand at the moment and don't know if I want to risk it on that. So I was like, all right, what are some other options? And I was scrolling through my Facebook and, I saw an ad for an ebook. Now, is once again back in 2014. I didn't know what an ebook was, right? Right, right. So I was like, all right, let me get this ebook. So I bought the ebook, and I was like, hold on, this is just a Microsoft Word document Pretty saved much. as a PDF. That's, yep, totally <laughs> right. Just a typed out document, but we call it an ebook because uh, it sounds fancy. Exactly. Yeah, that's it exactly. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm a technological dunce, mm -hmm. but I know how to open Microsoft Word. I know what I'm talking about now. I can write a good Microsoft Word document. Right. And I can save it as a PDF. Also, maybe that's going to be the course. So that's what me and Travis did. We opened up Microsoft Word and we put together a solid ebook. Not like a give me your email for free or seven bucks or whatever. Like right, right. it was a it was like a chapter of a of a textbook where if you read everything in here, you would run an amazing boot camp. Mm -hmm. So we put that together. The problem with that is it looked like a Microsoft Word document. <laughs> <laughs> Had to dress it up not, a little bit, huh? That's it. Yeah. So took the night off work, Sam. And I was like, right, i got to dress it up, um, edit it, make it look nice. And I made it look worse because I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> on Microsoft Word. <laughs> if you, like, I don't know if you relate or your listeners relate, but if you're not a Microsoft Word person, you try and edit it, it indents different places. <laughs> Put an image you, you in it, my... the fucking thing moves, and then it's behind <laughs> yes, the text. Yes. Then it's in front of the yes. text, and then it's zoomed out. And you've got three pages where you only had one, and now the margin doesn't exactly. line up. And then there's a fucking bullet point from somewhere. Like, what yes. is going on? Exactly. That was me, and I was just... And I took the night off, and I was trading dollars for time. I was teaching classes, right? Right, right. So I gave up, you know, I gave up money, and I'm like, man, I've made it look worse. So I went to my old friend Google. There's a common theme. If, mm -hmm. you know, if I don't know what I'm doing, I go on Google and found the website Fiverr. Now, I'm sure everyone now knows about we it. We do now, this is, yeah. This is 2014. I wasn't in the online space. I wasn't in the fitness space. And I was like, hold on. You can get anything you want. And in those days, you could get anything for $5. Mm -hmm. That's that's where it got the name. You, you're from the UK, Sam. Yeah, probably, Fiverr. Yeah. I, I didn't know this till like last year. I was like, oh, that's what Fiverr means. Because we I don't got, say that in Australia. I, had, I, I, was, I was back home with my, my, my wife at the time. And it was like one of her first times out to England and she saw it on a sign and she stopped and she asked me, she said, what is a fiver? <laughs> and I guess it's just, I think that's just, a, he, he's muting his mic because he's laughed so hard. <laughs> that's and awesome. I, and I, I feel bad because, you know, Fiverr, I, I, yeah, about, I had the same reaction. I about doubled up laughing. But like, for those of you that don't know, like a $5 bill in England and in Australia uh, is called a fiver and a, a, a mm. ten is called a tenner. You know, it's just how it is. That's, that's, it's one of our words. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I went on here, Sam, and, and like the things in those days, I'll tell you this, this story. 
first one I saw, there was a guy on there that said he would slap himself in the face if you gave him five dollars. No way! I would totally do that. I would click that link. Here's your five, I did, mate. I Let's did. go. I, I, I did. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I got, to, got distracted, right? Bought that. Bought that gig. Gave him the five dollars. He sent me a video within like five minutes of him slapping himself, <laughs> and he didn't hold back. He gave himself a solid slap, and I was like, I, I respect this guy. You know, he, he he put in the work. You know, it's it's you know he's a bit of an idiot. But, you know, I'll, I'll give it to him. But then I got thinking. I was like, hold on. This guy didn't say my name in the video. Ah. He didn't say, hey, John, <laughs> <laughs> hey, John what's a slap, slap for you? He sent me an unlisted YouTube video. Yeah. So I went I went back and looked at that unlisted YouTube video, and it had like 100,000 views. Ah. <laughs> I'm like, I thought this guy was an idiot. Here I am thinking, oh, this idiot slapping himself in the face for $5. I'm the idiot. We're the idiots. People yeah. like you and me that pay him $5. He made half a million dollars. Obviously, Fiverr takes their cut, whatever. Yeah, 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 but yeah. Either way, either way, I'm sure he made a good chunk of money slapping himself in the face once. And this guy, Sam, he had like, you looked at him, he had no, no personality, no charisma, no personal skills, could barely speak English. And he made half a million dollars slapping himself in the face once. Mm. That motivated me. That's like what the what the crap is my excuse? And I'll I'll go back one step as well. The other thing that motivated me, the owner of these boot camp franchises, right? She was a twenty five year old uh, woman, mm -hmm. uh, high school dropout, you know. So the complete opposite to my parents. Uh, she had seventy five of these locations. Each location would give her give or take about a thousand dollars a week. So she was making seven, high school dropout, 25 years old, making $75,000 a week without even running the boot camp. So did you get to know her? Did you get to know her then? Yeah, 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 yeah. She was she was the one in the the one in the meeting that was like, you know, hey John, are you coming 75th? What's what's cuz her and her husband. Yeah, so yeah. that was super motivating because I'm like, man, she's 25, she's a high school dropout. She's got no qualifications. She got fired from Valley Girl. Uh, for the listeners, that's it's like a Walmart. She got yeah, a job yeah, at yeah. Walmart, got, yeah. got fired from Walmart, and she's making $75,000 a week. What the hell is my excuse? And See, then same I, thing yeah. with this, this Fiverr guy. I, that just it was, it was a mindset. I'm like, okay, you don't need to be a doctor or a lawyer. He's a high school dropout. He's someone that's, you know, w w a lot of people would think he's an idiot. And both of them are making crazy amounts of money doing absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. right? um, anyway, side note, that motivated me, but right. it also showed me that, that I can add video to my ebook as well by just getting an unlisted YouTube video and then, you know, de demonstrating and putting it to the ebook. And then yeah. I also found someone that could make it look prettier as well for $5 or whatever. So now we were in business. It's like, okay, not only is it good content, it's now got some video content in there as well. It's now got um, it now looks nice as well. Let's let's get off to the markets, you know. Let's let's get this thing out there. So we created it with ten dollars startup fees. Wow. Five dollars on Fiverr editing and five dollars paying the guy to slap himself. That's that's what we started, right? Yeah. We got it registered with um with with the body over here, Fitness Australia, mm -hmm. and we'll like we'll get it registered. We'll worry about it later in you know, the holidays or whatever. We'll we'll come up with a plan to market it, and then. Literally like a couple of days after it went on the website, someone gave us a call on the, the Fitness Australia website. And they were like, hey, you know, we see you've got this course. It looks really interesting. Um, but how do we buy it? There's, there's no option to buy it. And I was like, oh, yeah, hey, I'm just in a meeting. Let, let me call you back in five minutes. Because I didn't think about that part. 
Right, like, right. How does someone give you? As a personal trainer, you give us cash, right? Mm -hmm. That's how it worked. Or you, you transfer it into our bank account once you're a regular client and trust us. No, 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 cash. Like, Always cash. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. No, I was, I was adding that bit in for the tax kind oh, of yeah, thing. Yeah, right, yeah definitely. <laughs> um, so I went on Google again, and I'm like, how do people pay you online? Found it's pretty easy to do with PayPal. So I think I already had a PayPal. I just needed a link or something. Sent the PayPal link. Sold that course for $300. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, same kind of thing. Someone else inquired. Yep, here you go. Here's the link. I then got a bit smarter and realized that I should just put the link on the website as well so people can buy it without inquiry. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But th that kind of happened, you know, two or three sales. And I was still a bit nervous at that time because I was like, oh, man, like I'm basically charging. Someone's paid me $300 and I've sent them a Microsoft Word document. Are they going to complain? Are they going to think I'm a, a fraud? And then also the content. Like I thought it was good content and I knew I was good in my space of the world. Right. But now I was selling kind of all over Australia mm -hmm. to like some of the first people that bought it were, were from Western Australia. I got no, I was like a, an, an East Coast guy. You know, right, right. Over there. Um, and some of them were a lot older and more experienced than me. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm good for with these other 75 locations that are kind of just starting off at the same kind of, yeah, I'm good there, but am I good elsewhere? So I was so nervous getting the first kind of two or three different feedback forms uh -huh. where I'm like, are they just going to ask for a refund and slam me? But it was really good. Like all the feedback was like, man, the content's really good. And a lot of the feedback is what you were saying earlier, Sam. Hey, this is great. I didn't know I could get my my CECs online. Previously, right, I had to go right. do a two-day workshop and take time off work and book a hotel and get my partner to look after the kids. I've done this in the comfort of my own home at my own pace when I had the time. Yeah, this is great. You should do more of these. And that was like the common theme. Right. And then from there, it was off to the races. I was like, okay, you know, we've got something that sells. We've got something that's, that's good, um, you know, off to the races. And then it was... From there, then it gets a bit more boring from there. Then it was kind of like, all right, let's just keep, you know, trying and building and, and building and building. But that's that's kind of how that side of it started. How did the how did the relationship then with with Fitness Australia, how did that help? because um, I would imagine it would be a lot more advantageous to be selling a, a certified course. How do you how do, how do you get a, a governing body to certify a piece of work that you've just created? What yeah, was that so what was that process like? Yeah, I'll tell you that. So it's it's such a good win on many different things, right? And I recommend everyone do this if you can. It's a massive difference having that there because there's a few things. Number mm -hmm. one, and this is the same with most professions over here in Australia anyway, but also same in, in the US, same in the UK. If you're like, you know, a personal trainer, a nurse, a accountant, a lawyer, you have to do these courses to keep your, you need to do X amount of hours of yeah. professional development. Continuing it's, education, it's even, they call it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's not even a want. You know how if you sell some things, it's like a want. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, it'd be nice. It's not even a want. It's a need that yeah. they're getting points for these. So that yeah. that helps there. Secondly, just that tick of approval, because now and this is a good thing I found even with my marketing. Even if I just ha have their logo, because I can have their logo on my website and on the courses or whatever, yeah, yeah. just anything that shows the element of trust. I'm not just some guy who's trying to sell a course. Oh, it's Fitness Australia approved. It's at least got some level of, of standard. Right, right, for you know, sure. Some of them are better than others, but you know it's it's at least, it, um, it gives that person that extra level of trust. Okay, it's been somewhat approved. If this person runs off with my money, I can at least complain to them. You right, know, it gives right. them a, a bit more power. Um, and then also the marketing. 
So that was the biggest win for me, Sam, and why it was so easy for me to start off and then scale is just by having that course on their website. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. There's 600 courses on there, so it's not right, super right. exclusive. But there's 20,000 personal trainers registered with them that are going to that website at least a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. So I know that it's getting seen even while I was building up my own following and my own SEO juice. Right, right. There were that were, you know, that would seed anyway, and I could get some money coming in. But the biggest thing was more the proof of concept. It was like, right, people are going on here and buying this thing. I know people are buying it. And if I can just get in front of more people, and then I would do more on my own. But like, it was that start there. And then on top of that, they've got like good marketing options where, and it's still today, I think I pay them $500 and they send a newsletter out to their whole database promoting my course. Obviously there's other people that do it as well, but that's a good deal. Like 500 bucks on Facebook ads will get you nowhere these days. Right. You know, I pay right. $500. Right. It's an email to all that whole list. So there's so many advantages, but to, to your point, it's actually um, not that hard to do. So I inquired about doing it because that was before I got started. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to make sure I can get approval because it. I, I know I need it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then also, I'll just go back a step as well for the people listening that want to put together an online course too. The other reason, I didn't know this at the time, but this is the biggest thing I see now when I when I coach other people with online clients on mm-hmm. the difference between if they fail or succeed. The reason why I think my course has succeeded is I already knew there was a demand for it. Right. I was already going to these courses every quarter mm-hmm. and they were packed. There were 15, 20 people there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I was trying to create something new out of nothing. I knew there was already demand. I just had to get my piece of the pie with something different. Right. So I right. think that's a good message there. But in terms of getting it um, registered, it wasn't too bad. And I, now I've got my courses registered all over the world as well, the UK, mm-hmm. the US. Um, it's all pretty similar. The, the simplified version is I, I just reached out to them. I was like, hey, what do I need? And they were like, okay, well, the first thing you need is you need to have appropriate qualification. You need to have the qualification that you're teaching ideally higher. Mm-hmm. So let's say, um, let's say me as a university educated person, it was super easy because I could like teach to any kind of qualification down below. Right, but even right. if I didn't have that, if I just over here, we've got a certificate three and a certificate four. If I've got a certificate four, I can teach to people that and under. If I've got a certificate three, well, I can only teach to people certificate three and under. Right? Oh, right. So it was essentially just, you know, the the appropriate qualifications. Then it's just the the usual stuff. You need to have a you know grievance policy. You need to have your privacy policy. You know, you need to have just a bunch of templates that I just Googled and found online, right? <laughs> and it's even easier these days. That that and obviously, you know, your resume, your qualifications. Right, right. Like it, it's really just a lot of paperwork and the appropriate qualifications. And then a bit of money to to get it registered, but not even that much. Most of them are, are non for profit anyway. Right. And right. I have now worked with with people in different spaces as well. You know, nutrition. Um, yeah, it's 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 very. It's not that hard. You essentially just reach out as long as you're qualified, and your course. They also take a look at your course as well, and just right, make sure right. you're not just trying to sell other products, or you're not. You know, you don't have anything in there that's against the the scope of practice. But it's it's pretty easy. You know, you can reach out and and I'd recommend the other thing. I'll tell a little secret here as well. This okay. isn't the case with all industries. Mm-hmm. In the fitness industry, we can actually get business courses approved as well, right? Really? So let's say, for example, you, Sam, you mm-hmm. could put together a, a business course, mm-hmm. right? And you could get that approved with any of the, the governing bodies. 
and then personal trainers could take your course and get get points for it, hmm. right? So not all of them do it because I was speaking to a chiropractor last week actually, and he's like, "Nah, in the chiropractic field, they don't allow that. You know, it's got to be a, a hands-on kind of thing." Um, but either way, like it's it's pretty easy to get get courses approved with bodies. I'm just thinking now because you know the small business surgeon practical business skills course for personal trainers is is highly yeah. tar- it's highly targeted. You see, that's the other. Well, I'll tell you the other thing, Sam. The other reason why my course is successful. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are no different to. I've got sales essentials mm-hmm. for personal trainers, Instagram right. essentials for personal trainers. It's no better or different than any of the other stuff out there. <clears throat> yeah, but personal but trainers are going to take my course. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that. I like that. Well, you know, I've got. Um, I've got e e course. I've got a digital course on my like to do list, um, but you know there's only so much time to go around, and I have I have actual clients and stuff as well that need serving. But you know I've been I've been thinking and and writing and drafting what my uh, business owner's course would look like. And uh, Alex Hormozzi's book, uh, Hundred Million Dollar Offers, he's talking about like you know a small business course. A small business yeah. course for fitness entrepreneurs. A small business yep. course for fit- fitness entrepreneurs in Australia looking yep. to add, you know. So <clears throat> I think that's a really good idea. I'd never, I'd never thought how I could get small business surgeon like certified at anything, but now you just yeah. You know, and and I, you could go across, Sam. You could then go, all right, right. Here it is for personal trainers. Here it is mm-hmm. for nutritionists. Here it is for accountants. Mm-hmm. It could be the same course. Uh, it can be, <laughs> yeah, just for different yeah. stuff. But yeah. If I'm, I don't have a level four certificate. So if if I beat up a level four guy, could I take his certificate? I don't know how Australian <laughs> qualifications work, but I think the grievance policy should be like mutual combat. You know, if you don't like it, let's go outside and straighten it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good. But for the for the business ones, you don't yeah. need the cert four. You just need appropriate business qualifications. You know, and we for can... that, do you run a business? Great. Well, do, no. The, the the real answer is, do you have Photoshop? Yeah, <laughs> love it. Yeah, enough, yeah, yeah. enough of that. Oh my god. So, um, all right. Advice for for course creators. Then, if you could give yes. an online course creator uh, a couple of nuggets of wisdom, what would you tell them? Yep, hundred percent. So, there's a couple of things. It kind of depends whether you already have a following or you don't. I can give a few quick tips either way. Yeah. But is there a preference you'd want me to to go first if someone does have a following or if they – you know, I'll start with the does. That might be easier. Okay. So let, let's say if you already have a following, it's pretty easy. First thing you want to do is not actually create the online course because that's one of the biggest mistakes um, new course creators will make is they'll create the online course. They'll spend six to 12 months is about the average that I've found. Really? As long as that? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, from like thought, because even yourself, Sam, like you, how long have you kind of been thinking about it and doing bits and pieces for? Oh, I've I've known it needs to come for quite a while, uh, quite yeah. a while, but actually like putting it seriously, I've barely started, but you know, I know I've got to write a book too, so the book and the course are going to yeah. be similar. I've I've got pages yep. and notes, but yeah, you're right, you're right. I thought no, maybe I was it's... I was just the lazy one. No, 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 that's most people, right? But even if they don't, even they'll start. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, right, let me put it together. Okay, now I've got my PowerPoint slides. Now I've got to make them look better. Now I've got to get the videos. Now I've got to edit the videos. I, I would just, get- dude, I would just make the first three weeks. Like if I've got the first three weeks and I'll just start selling that. And then as soon as, as soon as a bunch of people bought it, then all right, now yeah. I got, I got three weeks to produce week number four. And Hang I just, I, I just I go like that. 
I don't even recommend three. I recommend zero. So this is this is the kind of strategy I recommend. So don't even create the course. Just mm -hmm. create the sales page. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You just know. And even before that, it's easier to do it live the first time. Mm -hmm. So it's not a five module course. It's a five week course. Mm -hmm. Right. A few advantages there. Uh, just from a buyer side of things, it's easier to buy if you're like, hey, the course starts on Monday. Mm -hmm. You know, if I let you buy any time, uh, you can do it tomorrow. You can do it next week. You can, uh, you're never yeah, if, do it. if it starts on Monday, you don't want to miss that, do you? Exactly. It starts right. on Monday. You win it, you're right. out. No, I right. got to do it, right? Also, the fact that the first one is live is a bit more accountability there. Oh, I've got to go. He's going to yeah. give me some tips, yada, yada, yada. But either way, just do the sales page, right? Promote it to your audience. If One of two things is going to happen. People are going to buy or they don't buy. Mm -hmm. If people buy, happy days, right? You just drip it week by week by week by week. At the end of the five weeks, you have your on-demand course, and now you can sell it on demand, and you know it's been validated. You right, know that people right. want it. People have paid money for it. You know that there's a market for it. The other thing that's going to happen is people aren't going to buy it. It happens all the time. Now I'm better at picking my market than that. Mm -hmm. But when I started off, that would happen all the time. I'd create a course. I'd sell it to my market, and it wouldn't sell. And I'm like, never again. So now it's just a sales page. Put it out there. Hey, guys, I've got this course starting on Monday. If no one buys it, okay, it sucks. But thank God you didn't spend six months putting it together. And hey, no man, and all the videos yeah. and all the training modules, oh. all the PDFs. Oh, good call. Yeah. yeah. All the weekends you've given up, and it might just be a tweak. Maybe you're like, oh, you know what? And I'll just share a couple of things that I found. I did that once with a course called Training Women 50 Plus. Did mm -hmm. it. Didn't sell. But I knew there were, I knew there was a market. Did it a couple months later, just changed the name to training menopausal and perimenopausal women and changed a few of the things in the course outline. And now it's one of the hottest selling courses, right? So right. it might just be a matter of, you know, okay, let's just tweak a few things or, or whatever, or it might just never sell. But either way, the key there is don't create the course, just create the sales page. If it sells, great, get busy week by week by week. If it doesn't sell, thank God, just mm -hmm. tweak and then try again in a month's time with a different topic. And so then, that's yeah, and you could even hire a marketing agency to create the course for you, and then build out the back end yeah. off of the money yeah. from generated from the pre-sales. Exactly, and we'll go. I'll even go a few other things there <laughs> as well. Um, what was I to do? Even before that, even the, another tip as well. Even before the sales page, what I do now is simply a Facebook post. I'll mm -hmm. just make a post in my Facebook group. One of two things. It'll either be, hey, people, I'm thinking of creating a course on this topic here. Is this something you'd potentially be interested in? Right, right. right. If that gets zero comments, I'm not even creating the sales page. Yeah, right? good, good call. Yeah. If that gets hundreds of comments, I'm onto something and I can tailor it. Oh, mm -hmm. interesting. By the way, what would you want to see in there? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, right? yeah. If you're not ready for that yet, it, what I like to do as well as a podcaster is I'll have an idea on a topic. I'll do a podcast episode on it, right? And then I'll just post in the Facebook group. Hey, people, just released a podcast on this topic here. Comment below if you want the link. Once again, sometimes it gets zero comments. Okay, yeah. I better not put together a course on that. I can't even sell a free podcast. How am I going to you know, that, sell a course? That stings a bit, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know? But once again, once again, thank God. Imagine if I spent six months creating a course and no one's even going to listen to a podcast on it. Yeah. Right? No, you, I mean, you're, ex you're exactly right. Yep. Um, so yeah, there, there's some tips for the people if you already have an audience. It's very easy if you've got an audience. It's just like put a little tester until you get something gets heaps of comments. You then create the course. You then do it live. You've then got it on demand. We can go deeper, but I think that's enough for those people there. Yeah, I like the, that. Yeah. The, the problem occurs if someone doesn't have an audience, right? right. So how do you get a, because, how do you get around that? 
Okay. Yep. So there's a couple things. The first thing I would do there, we're going to break the rule a little bit and we're just going to create a free mini course, right? We're not going to spend six months creating a course. Mm -hmm. We're going to spend a weekend. Okay. And we're going to put together like a, a 20 minute free course just so we've got a couple reasons. Like a Ace small ebook. Yeah. 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 So, exactly. Yeah. A small ebook. Okay, it yeah. can be video as well, whatever. Mm -hmm. Just something where we're like, the reason I recommend doing it as like a video as well, like a video course, mm -hmm. is you can also test out some of the software. So that way, when you create your main course, yeah, 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 you know, I get it. Yeah. You tried a few this and that. So, and you, you can make your mistakes on the free course. Got it. You know, yeah. so mm -hmm. when it comes to the paid one, you, you know mm -hmm. what you're doing. Um, but essentially, what you do there, like, there's no real shortcut. You need to do, like, the, the secret is you build an audience and you sell it to them. Right. But there's a, a few things we can do in the meantime. Like, that's kind of number one. It's like, all right, well, you're going to need to sell it to an audience. It doesn't matter what other people are doing. It doesn't matter if you've got a website and you put it on there. It doesn't matter if you post on your own socials, you've got no following. Like, no one's going to buy it unless you've got a following. So that's kind of yeah. step one. Right, right. right? For is, sure. Is build your own following. But that can take months or years before you you make money off that so yeah. you want to try and make some money in the meantime here's a couple options that you can do uh and alex hormozzi speaks about this as well i'll just run through the the couple ones that i find work well for course creators so the easiest one is like warm messaging mm -hmm. right if you've got people that you already know right just reach out to them you know hey sam look i'm thinking of putting this this course together is this something you'd potentially be interested in you're going to say yes or no if you say yes great hey would you be interested in blah 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 okay great I do some kind of um, um, uh, what's it, validation there. Right, right. right. And there's a few, we can go deeper on that, but we probably don't need to for now. It's just like reach out to people you know, see if it's something they're potentially interested in. If they all say no, it's probably going to flop. These are your friends right, and they no, can't no. even buy it, you know? <laughs> so that's a way you can get some indication there. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't have anyone that's your ideal audience, because what you might get is, let's say someone like myself when I started, um, my target market were other personal trainers, but I didn't know them because my clients were, weren't personal trainers. Right, right, right. So a lot of people in that situation, then what you can do is cold outreach. Now, most people don't like it. It's hard to do. It's not mm -hmm. the most fun, um, right. but it is an option. If you've got nothing else, like there's platforms out there. LinkedIn's a good one as well, especially if you've got like a targeted audience. Let's say with myself, I still do this. It's easier now, but like, what I could do, even when I was starting off, is just go on LinkedIn, right. search personal, search job title, personal trainer, connect, 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 connect with a hundred of them a week or whatever the limit is these days, and then I can start conversations there. Hey, you're a personal trainer. Hey, I'm thinking of putting a course together. You got a couple minutes to jump on Zoom. Great. Hey, would you be interested? Blah 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 blah. Not selling at this stage, right. just kind of gathering feedback. And also, ideally, I'm getting these people on my list as well. Hey, Sam, that was awesome. Hey, I got this free course. Do, do you want it? Here you go. It's, it's free. I'm going to sell it for $100 later, but get it now. Great. Person's on my email list. Know they're somewhat interested. I'm building the audience there. Um, the other couple you've got is like, let me just check my, yeah, cool. All right, cool. So you can obviously run paid Facebook ads as well. Right, um, right. But it's probably not the best idea starting off. You don't really know what you're doing, <laughs> right? You're gonna blow money. That's, so uh, yeah, that's a that's an expensive school to attend. <laughs> and I'll I'll, sh well, I'll share a couple of stories there. So that's where I make a lot of my revenue now, mm -hmm. Facebook ads. Right. Um, but to learn, I originally paid someone five thousand dollars, and the ads didn't work. I then paid a second person five thousand dollars, and they worked that time there. But with both people, I think I spent a thousand or two thousand dollars on ads as well. Mm -hmm. So now I make a lot of money off Facebook ads. But it costs me twelve, thirteen thousand dollars to to kind of learn it. 
So that's fine if you've got that money. And, and I had a yeah. proof of concept. So I'm yeah. like, I know it's gone. So wouldn't do that starting off. The other two e- easier ones you've got starting off, if you can do it, is essentially referrals and affiliates. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if you've got someone that you know, has done your course, hey, you know, if you're in this space, can you refer it to other people? Um, or affiliates can work really well as well. And podcasting is a good place to find people like that as well. Absolutely. You can find someone yeah. in, in your kind of space. Oh, that's great. Hey, I've got this course. Would you want to plug it to your people? You can get 50%. Mm-hmm. So there, the, the short answer for that, if you don't have a following, well, you got to build one. Dude, uh, I like I like to I like to rent email lists. I think that's a really, oh, really great asset. Like a lot of people miss that miss that out because it's it's inexpensive expensive traffic like and if you can if you can rent them for an affiliate fee hell yeah that's free traffic you you only pay when the conversion comes like i'm all about that there you go if you get nothing else out of the show you can get free traffic from uh working out email list deals with influencers there put that in your pocket well that's (laughs) that's my whole fitness australia thing sam he's Mm -hmm. 500 i rent their list yeah for 500 bucks Mm -hmm. Twenty thousand people yeah that's it like we didn't say it was complicated dude like it's yeah. just that nobody thinks to do it. Like, yep. you know. And even I'll tell you also with that, another win that I've found there, when I rent, and this is a bit off topic, but I'll share how it's helped me. With that Fitness Australia strategy, mm-hmm. it's I use it as an opt-in. It's like, hey, do you want this course? Great, here are some basics. Enter your email and get the coupon yeah. registration link and the discount code. Right. Now, most people don't buy the first people they heard of me. But everyone enters in their details. Yeah. So like yeah. my list is growing. And okay, maybe they don't buy today, but now I've got an extra 50 hot targeted people on my email list that I know are somewhat interested. And are now I'm going to nurture them. They're going to join my Facebook group. They might see some of my other courses. And then eventually now my list is bigger than Fitness Australia's. Mm-hmm. I still do that because why not? Why not? It's still worth it. I make money off it. But like because of because of that there. If I don't want, if they cut off their advertising stream, hey guys, you can no longer rent our list. I don't care because right. from all these years of doing it, I've their list is my list. So I don't know how far back in the day you go with affiliate marketing, um, but way back in the day, there used to be a really big marketer called Greg Davis, and uh, he was known as Mister Fifty K a Day. And I had wow. the had the pleasure, and and that was back in what oh eight oh nine, so and fifty k a day then wow. was like insane. Wow. So I had the pleasure yeah. of meeting him at a bar, and we'd both been drinking. And this is a time when I was constantly looking for what to run to make me rich. Was it dating? Was it weight loss? Was it the mm. next? What was it? Gadget? Was it flashlights? What what traffic should I run? And I asked him, and I said, "What is it?" And he's like. It's one word, it's five letters, it's lists, and that's it. That's that's the secret to success on the internet is building lists, building your own engaged audiences, and then going and renting other people's, Yeah, straight up. And you're just living proof of that. Now you've got a bigger list than they do, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that was luck. I didn't know this at the time, right? I just just I read some book and it was like, oh, make sure you always get their email addresses. I was like, ah, sounds like good advice. And then you know, it's it's yeah, it's amazing advice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, had luckily enough, I got the uh, the same advice earlier on in my career. Man, I can't believe Jono that we're uh, we're about up on time, mate. This has just been like the most fun interview I've done in a minute. Um, dude, before I let you go, <clears throat> I got uh, I got one question I ask all my guests, um, oh, yes. and you may have touched 
<laughs> you may have touched on it a little bit over the course of the interview, but please, um, if you could go back uh, to 5, 10, 15 years ago, whenever you were just starting out in business, and give yourself a piece of advice, what piece of advice would that be, and how could the listeners Ooh. benefit from it? Yeah, here's a good one. So mine might be a bit different to most people. It's, we'll go back to that kind of Facebook ad side of things. Mm-hmm. This is when I was just starting to really scale, probably that I don't know what it was, maybe $10,000 a month kind of mark. Right. And right. this back in I don't know, 2014, 2015, was running Facebook ads, was getting leads for $1, right? <laughs> to put it in perspective, it's now about $10 per lead. We old right? now. I, I can remember buying CPMs for, 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 for 15 cents on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, listen to these stats, Sam. So mm-hmm. leads for $1 and one in 10 would convert wow. for, and buy a $500 course. Oof. Right? That's dirty. So put, That's dirty. Yeah. I was putting in $10 and making $500, mm-hmm. right? Guess what I did the next month? Oh, and I was putting, I think I was putting, um, you know, 10 bucks a day on, right? Guess what I did the next month? Got banned from Facebook. Nope. Just kept know. putting $10 on. Okay. I didn't scale up, right? Wow. Like, looking now. And like it was, I'm, I think I'm mucking the numbers a bit. Maybe it was $2 or $1. Right, right, it right. was like, I was spending max $50 and getting $500 back and I didn't scale up. If I did that at the time, I would be retired now. I would be, have, you know, properties paid off everywhere. I'd probably like, that's the biggest mistake there. So the the lesson for the listeners is if you find something that's working like that, just go all in. Like yeah. I had, no, there was no kind of, it was just scared. I was like, oh, I better not put more than $10 a day because I don't want to spend too much. But the math made sense. Right, right. It was on putting, you know, whatever it was, I'm putting 50 bucks in and getting 500 bucks back. Hey, Jono, why don't you put 500 bucks in and get $50,000 back? Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. So that's, yeah, that's the, the biggest mistake. I regret it, but I can't wait till that opportunity comes along again. Oh, it will. I'm not going to make that mistake. It exactly. will. You just, you just keep exactly. hustling. Uh, Jono, for those guys that have liked the show, um, where can they find you online and where can they follow along with you, pal? Yes. So best thing to do is um, follow probably my course creator stuff. So even though I still run the fitness education mm-hmm. online business, I'm pretty much hands off there. Right, and what right. I do now is help other course creators who want to create online courses. So best thing is to listen to my podcast, the course creator community podcast, or join the Facebook group, the course creator community. Right. I'm not Mr. Creative in, in naming. I went and joined that community. Um, I'm going to be building a course here soon. So uh, all the help I can get would be greatly appreciated. Um, guys, that was Jono Petrohelios, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've thoroughly enjoyed it being here. I've thoroughly enjoyed myself today. Thank you so much. Hang out for just a second after we uh, after we hit stop here, pal. All right, guys, if you've loved today's podcast, do me a favor. Show Jono some love. Go follow his socials. You'll find them in the show notes. And as always, you can find us all over the place at Small Business Surgeon. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. You'll be good. And I'll see you guys on Friday. This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you've made it this far, you clearly like it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you for your follow-up next week.